Well, good morning. It's good to see you this morning. A little bit different than uh, normal. If you're a guest with us, we're so glad that you're here to join with us. It's fun to have both services together, and I trust that you will stay afterwards for the baptisms and uh, the cookout that's going to be taking place down in the pavilion area uh, immediately following the service this morning. And I want to thank all those people that have been here some many hours already this morning setting this up. Last night they had a big wedding here. And uh, so and I know the people at Kleffner had an amazing turnaround. And then this morning, uh, many volunteers both here and down for the cookout. Thank you all so much for being a part and uh, serving each other and, and preparing for this morning. Let's pray. Father, as we come before You, may we recognize that You as Almighty God love us more than we can imagine. Lord, I know this morning there are people here who are going through incredible trials. I pray that You would encourage them with Your grace, Your peace, and Your love. Lord, for each one of us, Pray that we would be encouraged as we look at Your Word this morning, that we would be challenged in our relationship with You. And Lord, that we as a church family uh, would share Your love and impact our town and our world for Your glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The church has been viewed differently in recent times. As a culture, we see that the church is viewed differently. At one time, the church was the center of the community. You remember Little House on the Prairie. All the community activities went through either the general store or the church. Then it seems as time went on, the church moved from being the center of the community to just being an important part. And then being a tolerable part to many times now even an unappreciated or unwanted part of the community and culture. The importance of the church has also been reduced in the eyes of individuals. This can be evidenced by reduced church attendance. There was an article in Thursday's Independent Record that discussed the closure of two Catholic churches in Butte. In the article, it, it talked about those two churches, but it also talked about some statistics about church attendance, church struggles across our nation. According to a May 22, 2023 NPR article, the average congregation size across our country has dropped, in many cases dramatically. The IR article also pointed to a recent Pew Research Center study which estimated that three in ten adults claim to have no religious affiliation whatever. They call them the nuns, not N-U-N-S, but N-O-N-E-S. And that is a number that continues to grow. The Hartford Institute of uh, religion research concluded a five-year study earlier this year that found that 30% of churches surveyed said that they have experienced significant decline and a large percentage of others have experienced some decline. Well over 50% have shown decline. 
Now, praise God that our church doesn't fit that category. God continues to bless, and we see His hand working in and through Hannaford. But we need to constantly look to Him and to recognize the challenges that face churches today. Statistics that we can look at caused concern. First question we have to ask ourselves is this, why? Why is the church in general less relevant and less impactful in our world? One element we see is the change in culture. But that must not cause us to retreat inside the walls of the church and not attempt to make an impact on our world. Another element is the change in the church. Due to various reasons, the church has lost some of its power. So that leads to a second question. What can and must we do to make a difference in our world? And in order to help answer that, we can look at the church in the book of Acts. The church that changed the world. In the book of Acts, we see the beginning of the church. The, the story of Acts begins as Jesus is going up back into heaven and, and He has the church as His plan to reach the world with the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And we see throughout the book of Acts some amazing stories of God's work through the church. Acts chapter 2, verses 46 and 47, we see just a little overview of what was taking place. Acts 2, 46 and 47 says, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Now, Making a difference takes work. And in order to take on a difficult task, if you're anything like me, and I'm sure that you are, the first step in being willing to take on that task is to realize the importance of what you're doing. If, if I have something that I'm, I'm asked to do and I know it takes hard work, I'm going to say, well, why? Does it really make a difference is the effort that's going to be required worth it? So we have to ask the question, why church? The culture does not see the importance of the church. And the impact of the church in general seems to be diminishing. So why should we put in the effort? Well, first and foremost, church is God's idea. And if it's God's idea, it's good. God set up the institutions of the family, of government, and of the church. Three God-ordained institutions. All three are vital in our lives and in our world. The church is an essential part of God's plan to restore His relationship with people. To share the gospel, to help them grow in their relationship with Him. We call it being disciples. Coming to a point in our life, and Elisa shared earlier how God worked in her heart and life to bring her to Jesus Christ, to a relationship with Him, and from then to, to grow in that relationship, to become a God follower, a disciple of Christ. 
Matthew chapter 16, verses 16 through 18. Jesus had just asked the disciples who they thought he was. Talking about what different people thought Jesus was, saying, well, you know, he's Elijah or one of the prophets, a great teacher. But then Jesus said, well, who do you think that I am? And, and Simon Peter, we see in verse 16 and following, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. The foundation of Jesus Christ being God's Son coming to this world not just to teach us to love, but to die for our sins so that we can have eternal life. That's the foundation. But the church was set up by God to impact our world. The church is to provide encouragement and accountability as we grow together and grow in Christ. The church allows people to use their gifts, their talents, their passion, their experience to grow and to help others. We need each other. And the church is essential for that purpose. Now, if you read the first chapters of the book of Acts, you'll see that, that the church just it, it changed the world there. Not just in Jerusalem, but it spread throughout the world. Why did that happen? Well, there are several characteristics that stand out in the life of the church in the book of Acts that allowed it to change the world. Characteristics that our church is also called to be in order to change our world. This morning we're going to look at three of those and next week back at Hannaford at 9 and 10.30 by the way, if you show up here next week, I'm sure Dennis and the staff here will be happy you're here, but uh, it may be sort of quiet. Maybe you can clean up from a wedding that will probably be taking place on Saturday night. But uh, Next week, back at Hannaford, we're going to be looking at some more of those characteristics. But what are we to be? Well, we see we're to be Spirit-led. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the, uttermost, or to the ends of the earth. The church in Acts recognized the need to be led by the Holy Spirit, trusting in and relying on His power to change the world. If you look at Acts chapter 1, you see they gathered together after Jesus Christ went up to heaven. They gathered together and they prayed together that God would send His Spirit. And the early chapters of Acts point to our need to rely on God for our victories in His church. In a, and in our lives, He is the one we need to look to. We're to be Spirit-led. As His Spirit directs us. And as that happens in our lives, we live out the fruit of the Spirit. And as we gather together and each of us live out the fruit of the Spirit, if you'll find that fruit talked about in the book of, of uh, Galatians, it says that we're to have love, 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And as we allow God's Spirit to work in our lives and as we as a church are led by the Holy Spirit, we will have those characteristics and we will impact our world as we share the love of Christ with a world that needs that love. Not only are we to be Spirit-led, but we're to be prayer-driven. This is not necessarily one of the most exciting parts. It takes hard work. But the church isn't man's invention driven by man's power. It's God's invention driven, led by God's Spirit, driven by prayer as we seek God. In Acts chapter 1, verse 14, Jesus had just gone into heaven and it says, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with His brothers. There was a small group gathered together and what did they do? They prayed. Acts chapter 2, verse 42, as the church is starting to reach out to the town around them, the city of Jerusalem, and we see people starting to come to follow Jesus Christ. What did they do? It says in verse 42, Acts 2, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. In other words, studying together and in fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. If you go through the first six chapters of the book of Acts, you'll see that prayer was central to everything they did and it drove their ministry. They cho- as they chose leaders, they prayed. As they shared the Gospel, they prayed. As they faced adversity, they prayed. As they made decisions, they prayed. Prayer was a first response, not a last resort. Oftentimes, and it's so easy, and I get caught into the trap too, okay, all the things that I'm going to do to help and to, as we as a leadership team lead the church, we're going to work harder and harder, and as people volunteer and serve together, we're going to work, we're going to work. Yeah, it's important that we work, but it needs to be God-led. It needs to be prayer-driven. So we see that it's to be Spirit-led, to be prayer-driven, but the church is to be selfless. Being selfless is a natural result of being led by the Spirit and focused on prayer and driven by prayer. And being selfless is a requirement to have an impact on the world. As you watch the stories through those early chapters of the book of Acts, the things that were taking place as the people gave sacrificially of their time, of their resources, to serve one another and to serve the world around them. Look at the description that was taking place in Acts chapter 4, verses 32 through 37. Beginning in verse 32, it says, Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold, laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had need and Joseph who is also named Barnabas by the apostles which is translated son of encouragement a Levite of the country of Cyprus having land sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles feet now there's a couple things that are important to understand they didn't live in a commune 
That's not what it's speaking about. And as you look about at, you look in the story, you'll find that it's not saying, hey, we all need to sell everything, go together, live up on Mount Helena, and wait for God to come back. That's not what it's talking about. But when they saw needs, physical, financial, spiritual, whatever those needs were, they were looking out and serving one another, selflessly giving of everything they had to help one another. And also beside that, to help the world around them. And it's amazing as you read these early chapters in the book of Acts, you'll see that the world around them Many questioned and doubted the the gospel that they were teaching, but they were amazed at their love. They were amazed at their selflessness. They sought to help the widows and the orphans. They reached out to those with physical needs. They shared hope with those who were hurting spiritually. If you read through these chapters, you see in Acts chapter 3, they helped a man with a physical need. In Acts chapter 4 that we just read a section of, they shared with those who were struggling financially. In Acts chapter 6, they set up a group of men to oversee the care of the needy. They were continually looking to others to help. It wasn't about them, it was about others. And in order for the church to have an impact, we need to be others focused. And the world around them saw their love. And people were drawn to God by the hundreds and thousands because this group of people sought God, prayed earnestly, and served others. Now, if you're a guest with us today, you're, you may be wondering, okay, what's this all about? Well, as we have our fall kickoff, starting our fall programs, we, uh, we like to step back and reflect. And I say this in, in the statistics about the church in general, I look at the church at Hannaford Street and I see some incredibly selfless God-loving people. And we are making a difference. And so I don't want this message to be something where you leave and you say, oh boy, we must be a failure. We got talked to today. No. We're here to celebrate. Now, the job's not done. But we're here to celebrate all that God has done. And as we can look back over this past year and look forward to this next year, we see the hand of God in many mighty ways. As I watch the people of Hannaford in the selflessness, it's amazing to see what God has done and the faithfulness of God's people in serving and making a difference in our community and in our world. I see people giving sacrificially, helping one another, making a difference in our world. It's interesting, I get the opportunity to uh, hear and talk to our missionaries, and, and they share the love that's demonstrated by the people of our church family. And, and, and again, I know there are so many other churches that do, and we're a small part, but, but it's fun to hear our missionaries 
because what they say, there's usually a, a line of talking that they, they give and something like that as well. We are so grateful for Hannaford because Hannaford seems to be, they're always looking for ways to help us and to meet our needs. That's exciting. That gives us an opportunity not only to impact our world here in Helena, but impact around the world. And yes, we're a part of a much greater, bigger whole. But yet, God has allowed us to be a part. Even just this past year, watching the team that went to Brazil and here in a couple weeks, the, the team that's going to go to Tanzania and watching the different people that sacrifice of being willing to go and then others in our church family and others that sacrifice, finan sacrifice financially to be able to help them to go and the impact that we've been able to have. Watching what's done at our camp and, and how God can use that to not just be a, a benefit to Hannaford, but to ministries around our state that use that. And we can have a much greater outreach than just in Helena. Obviously, Helena needs to be our focus, but yet it goes out to much, a much greater area than that. I watch people serving one another. It's amazing to see God's faithfulness. And next week, some of the other characteristics that this church in Acts demonstrated. Characteristics that changed their world. But it's exciting to see God using us through His power and for His glory to change our world, to change our Jerusalem, that's Helena, and our region, our state, our nation and our world. We can praise God seeing God's hand. If you look at, at what He has done through the ministry of Hannaford and in our lives, it's amazing to see. Lives that are changed as we encourage each other as we grow to be more like Jesus Christ. And we're here today to celebrate that. Also to recognize God's not done and we can be excited about what we have to look forward to, not just to look back and thank Him for what He has done. We must continue to seek the leading of God and His Holy Spirit. We must continue to recognize the importance of prayer as a driving force. And we must continue to be selfless as we serve God and as we serve each other, as we serve the world around us. Some of the things that that church did, the people were amazed that, that saw them. They, one of them said, well, aren't these a group of unlearned men? I mean, these guys, who are they? But yet they're turning the world upside down. We have that same opportunity to make a difference in our world. And we praise God for what He has done. We will continue to look to Him for what He will continue to do. May He receive the glory as we see His faithfulness and thank Him for that in the life and ministry of Hannaford. Thank you for allowing me just to share and reminisce a little bit, a little different type of a message this morning, I understand. But we're to praise God for what He has done and we're to thank Him for his blessing in our lives and we're to look for him, look to him for what he continues to do. What I would like you to do is I'd like you to stand with me.
And we're going to pray together. We're going to thank God for His blessings. And we're going to look to Him for His continued power. Would you pray with me? Father, we are so grateful that You have had Your hand of blessing upon our church. Lord, we are a group of imperfect people. But Lord, I thank You for so many faithful servants as we strive together to honor You in the way we live. Lord, I thank You for people who have come to know Jesus Christ as personal Savior. And I pray that we would continue to see people come to know You. And Lord, for each of us as we strive to grow in You and as we encourage each other in that responsibility, Lord, help us to be faithful in that. We thank You for Your provision. Lord, You have provided financially in such great ways. Lord, and and we thank You for that. Pray that we would be wise in using those financial resources. And Lord, I thank You for so many people who volunteer in so many ways and give their time to serve You and serve others through our ministry and in our community. Lord, may we continue to be faithful in that. And Lord, for those who are hurting, may we encourage them, stand with them, walk alongside them as they face difficult battles. And Lord, for each and every one of us, may we look to You. And may we be known as a reflection of Your love and Your grace as we serve You and serve others. We thank You and praise You in Jesus' name. Amen.